Hey there, I'm so pumped to tell you about an amazing new community I've launched called Grief to Growth Circle Community. It's a space for people who are grieving to come together to support each other and for people who want to know who we are, why we're here, where we're going to have those conversations, all the things we talk about on the podcast. So I invite you to join me at grieftogrowth.com slash community to become part of this compassionate crew. The best part is 100% free. And you have access to me in addition to everybody else in the community. In fact, the podcast will be there so you can talk about the things we talk about in the podcast right there in the community. There's also some premium content if you want to go deeper in the work I'm doing, but mostly it's about building relationships and community and about sharing resources and supporting each other. So come on over and check it out. It's grieftogrowth.com slash community. I'll see you inside. Hi there. Welcome to Grief to Growth Podcast. Your host is Brian Smith, spiritual seeker, best-selling author, grief survivor, and life coach. Brian believes that the worst tragedies of life provide the greatest opportunity for growth. Brian says he was planted, not buried, and he is here to help you grow where you've been planted by the difficulties in life. In each episode, Brian and his guests will share what has helped them to survive and thrive. It is his sincere hope this episode helps you today. All right, so I'm going to give my opinion on the coronavirus. Everybody else has got an opinion, so why not give mine? First of all, the coronavirus is interesting. We call it that because it's just actually a new strain of the coronavirus, which has been around for I don't know how long, and which causes us to have things like the cold, colds and the flu. So this is a new strain of a very old virus, but it is novel, and it's new to the human population. So we've seen it make its way rapidly around the world. Uh, it's got a mortality rate that we're not really sure of yet, somewhere probably either a little worse or a little better than the flu. And similar to the flu, for most of us, it's not a real threat if we don't have an underlying health condition. So why is it causing so much disruption? Well, as I said, it's new. And because it's new, we can actually track its progress, unlike the flu that we see every year when we don't get a case-by-case update of who's got it and where they've got it. We've been able to track this thing as it's moved around the world from China and other countries and then finally into the United States. And now we're looking at it on a state-by-state basis. And I happen to live in Ohio and I'm recording this on Saturday, March 7th. As of today, there are no known cases in Ohio, I don't believe. <laughs> but uh, I just in the last couple of days, uh, there was a known case in Indiana. And then just yesterday, I heard of a case in Lexington, Kentucky, which is only about 90 miles from where I am. So the fact that it's not in Ohio, hasn't been detected in Ohio yet, I chalk up to the fact that we haven't tested the right people yet. I think it's in all 50 states at this point, and I think it's pretty much everywhere around the world. It's spread pretty rapidly. It's a very easy virus to contract. So again, you know, for most of us, it's it's going to be a nuisance if we get it. It sounds like it's pretty much a bad cold, but the thing is, we don't know. There is a death rate, and the death rate seems to affect, in this case with this virus, the elderly. Uh, usually it's the very old and the very young that are susceptible to viruses. With this particular strain, it seems to be sparing children. And I just heard this yesterday. That's great. I'm really, really grateful for that. Scientists don't know why. 
children normally don't have well-developed immune systems and are more vulnerable to viruses like this. So it is, does seem to be impacting older people uh, at a disproportionate rate in terms of the mortality rates. And uh, one of my friends even yesterday thinks it was have come up with a theory that, or actually I should say, was promoting a theory, I don't think she came up with it, that this virus may have been developed to kill off the older people in our population. Uh, they're not as productive, they're draining our pension systems, etc. So maybe it was developed either intentionally or I had someone else even say maybe the universe developed this virus to kind of cleanse the earth and get rid of us older people. Uh, I don't know that I buy into either one of those things, but I do think about what are the lessons, you know, from the coronavirus? What are the lessons we should learn from anything that happens? And, I, and I'm particularly interested in lessons and things like this. So the first lesson I see is um, we're basically herd animals and we think of ourselves as separate herds. I live in Ohio. Someone lives in California. Someone lives in New York. I live in the United States. You live in China. But what we've learned is the world has gotten much, much smaller. And basically, we are all one herd at this point. A virus that originates in a remote place in China can literally spread around the world in a matter of weeks and in months can everyone on the planet could have been exposed to it. So it's really a lesson in the fact that what we do in one place affects everybody. We talk, There's this thing called the butterfly effect that we've all heard of. A butterfly flaps its wings somewhere in the world and it creates a breeze that causes this, that causes that, and it, it manifests as a hurricane on the other side of the world. Well, this is a very real illustration of that, that the behavior of one part of a world can very quickly spread around the world. The other thing it's letting us realize in terms of you know the spread of the virus, but also we think about things now like supply chains, which most of us have never thought of. But in America, we get a very, very large portion of our goods from China including things we need to stay alive. So ironically, when we talked about like closing off trade with China and closing off travel to protect ourselves from the virus, some people realize, hey, wait a minute, we get a lot of our medical supplies from China. We get a lot of our antibiotics, antibiotics from China. If we close off everything from China, our lifestyle here is going to change very quickly and very uh, in a very extreme way. So it's really causing us to look at the interdependency that we have around the world and think, for me, I'm thinking about things like global warming. Uh, if we even cut back on emissions here and say, for example, China doesn't or India doesn't or whatever, then that affects our entire world. It's everything is, we're all, everything is global now. And that's, I guess, the point I'm trying to get to. The other thing about the virus that is interesting is how selfish people have become. Um, I literally saw a fight on uh, Facebook today, people fighting over toilet paper. And I'm not sure if this was in England or Australia. I couldn't really tell from the accents. I think it was in one of those two places. But they were literally fighting over toilet paper. First of all, toilet paper is not essential to life. Secondly, I don't know why people are hoarding toilet paper. Uh, worst case, they're saying they might ask us to stay inside for two weeks. A two-week supply of toilet paper it's not that hard to get. We usually have it in my house. We buy it at Costco in the giant containers. So the whole toilet paper thing, I, I don't get. And the bottled water thing. But people are just going out and taking care of themselves. 
Now, I will say that I am concerned about this virus. Uh, I am not going out of my way to you know become a prepper and to go to my bunker or anything. I did buy some extra supplies of things like zinc lozenges. I, I stocked up on vitamin C. I'm going to start, start taking more vitamin D. I bought some elderberry, and that's to build up my immune system and the immune system of my wife, and I bought some for my daughter, Kayla. I think that's just something that's good to do, and it's not only for myself, but the thing about this virus, it does seem to really target certain people in terms of when they get it really bad and the vulnerable in our society. And I've seen a lot of people talk about in a very callous way, well, it really doesn't matter because if you get it, it's just going to be like a cold and it's going to pass and you're going to be okay. And while that may be true for 80 or 90 or 95 or 97% of us, it's not true for a certain percentage of us. There are vulnerable people in our population. Um, I happen to have two parents that are in their 80s. I think about my daughter, Shana, who is no longer with us, but Shana was on medications that suppressed her immune system. So we had to be really careful with Shana when it came to things like colds and flu. So my family started taking flu shots for Shana. I had never taken a flu shot before in my life, but I did it for her. As this virus spreads, I think we all have a responsibility to try to slow the spread as much as possible to protect not only ourselves, of course, but to protect those vulnerable populations for who this is a very big deal. I was talking with a friend in Florida yesterday, and he has a very almost non-existent immune system. And people like to have another friend that's got the same situation. I think she's in Pennsylvania. And they're very upset by the callousness of people saying, it really doesn't matter whether we get this or not because we're going to be okay. Because again, for some people, they're not. Now, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think there may be some disruptions. I'm actually about to jump on a call here. Uh, One of the conferences I'm speaking at, um, we're thinking about what are we going to be doing? And so I'm getting on a, a, a call with some of the leaders of the conference to talk about what are we going to do about the conference coming up? People are canceling travel plans, which is going to impact our economy. I just saw that uh, the city of Austin canceled a major conference there, the South by Southwest conference, which is going to have like a $350 million impact on their economy. So there will be some impacts from this, this virus and the panic around it, whether it becomes something that, you know, kills thousands or millions of people or not, there there are going to be consequences of it. So my approach to it, as with pretty much everything else, is pretty much a middle-of-the-road approach. I am cautious. I'm going to stay aware of what's going on. I have made sure that we have, we always have two weeks of food supply in our house. That's not an issue. As I said, we bought some things to kind of beef up our immune systems. Um, I will take precautions in terms of trying to stop, to not spread the virus. It's very, very likely that I've already been in contact with it. So it's important to me that I try to minimize the spread of it because, again, for those people that are vulnerable. So I've been doing a lot of hand washing. My hands are dry. I will be buying a lot more lotion over the next months to make sure that I keep my hands moisturized. And these are the types of things that I encourage other people to do as well so that we all take care of each other and we all get through this as best we can. So I, I really hope this helps somebody kind of keep things in perspective. As I said, I don't think we should ignore it. I don't think we should say it's a government hoax or a hoax by liberals just to, to get Donald Trump out of office. I don't think it's any of those things. I don't think it's a zombie apocalypse. I don't think it's going to end society as we know it. But we could have a rough couple of months coming ahead. Be prepared and let's take care of each other. Have a great day.
Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to make it really easy for you to reach me. So just send me a text to 31996 and simply text the word GROWTH, G-R-O-W-T-H. In fact, you can right now just say, Hey Siri, send a message to 31996. And when Siri asks you what you want to send, just say GROWTH. You can do the same thing with OK Google. Thanks a lot. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Grief to Growth. Brian hopes that you find this episode helpful and will come back for future episodes. Brian's best-selling book, Grief to Growth, Planted Not Buried, is a great resource for anyone who is coping with grief or knows someone who is. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support it, there are three things you can do to help. The first is to share the podcast with someone that you think it will help. The second is to go to iTunes, rate, and review the episode. The third way you can support the podcast is by becoming a patron. Head over to www.patreon.com slash grief to growth. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash grief, the number two, growth, and sign up to make a small monthly donation. Patrons get access to exclusive bonus content and knowledge that you are helping to spread the message of grief to growth. For more about Brian and grief to growth, visit www.grief2growth.com. Hey there, if you liked this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you liked. If you didn't like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you didn't like. Go to grieftogrowth.com slash community and look for talk about the podcast. I'll see you there.